Welcome to the Harley Rabbit. I'm Harley, your hostess for the evening. Can I take your coat? Thank you. Please follow me. Sit down, please. It's a little loud in here, isn't it? That's better. It's so fun to explore your kinks. You can learn so much about yourself. And that's why Slade and I built this place. It's kind of like a virtual secret cinema where you get to experience all kinds of BDSM fantasies, all from the privacy of your own headphones. We chose audio as our platform because just like reading a book, you get to imagine all the details exactly as you like them. You can even imagine yourself in the story. Also with audio, we can add lots of immersive details. For example, a knock at the door, a passing car, It's these details that make the experience feel like it's happening around you, not just on a screen. So come check it out. You can listen to some fantasies for free, or you can use the code INTOIT at the checkout to get 25% off a paid fantasy of your choice. Find us at harleyrabbit.com and see where the rabbit hole takes you. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Hey, hey there, it is Harley Rabbit here, back with another episode of Turns Out I'm Into It, the show all about helping you discover your kinky self and live your best sex life. Before I jump into today's topic, I wanted to quickly let you guys know that I finally have an email newsletter up and running. Woo! This has been one hell of a journey to get it out there. I really didn't think it was going to be that hard. I have done lots of email newsletters before for other businesses. Um, so I'm pretty confident in this area. But what I found was when the minute you start talking about kink and adult content, everybody freaks out. And a lot of the providers that you use to create these kind of newsletters just blanket ban this stuff. You can't talk about it. You can't send that stuff in an email. And there's lots of reasons for that. Um around spam laws and whatnot. But in my case, it felt very unfair because I've everybody who I'm emailing has given me their permission. They want to hear from me. Um, and the content that I'm sending is educational and valid and useful. Um, I'm not spamming anyone. So that has been quite frustrating. Um, but the good news is email newsletter is up and running now. And I sent my first one out last week, which is exciting. If you're on my list, you will have received that one. Um, so if this is something that interests you, if you'd like to hear from me once a week, um, please jump on my mailing list. You will receive things like, um, just a short little article about something that I've learned that week in kink. Often that might be related to what we've discussed on the podcast, um, there's also fun challenges each week, which you can do either as a couple or as a single. So for example, this week, I think I had for couples, the challenge was to start the, the foreplay outside of the bedroom. So send your partner a, a raunchy text and build up that anticipation before they get home from work. Um, that's a really fun, easy one. And I think for the singles this week, it was to, add more digital eye candy to your day. So the idea is it doesn't have to be porn to be hot. 
You know, you might be into monster fantasy art or um, van lifers or there's a great account on Instagram called Hot Dudes with Dogs. You know, all of these things are just a little bit spicy, a little bit sexy, and it's really fun to have more of that in your day. Along with those challenges, there's heaps more stuff um, in the newsletter that I think you guys are going to love. So if you'd like to sign up to that, just head over to my website, harleyrabbit.com and click on the members tab and you can become a casual member. So when you sign up as a casual member, you are joined to the mailing list. I'm planning on making that a little bit more straightforward in the future, but I haven't had a chance to update the website yet. So that's how it is for now. All right, with all that said and out of the way, let's jump into today's episode. I want to start today off with telling you guys that recently I've noticed I've had a lot of comments on my FetLife photos, people telling me how confident I am. This word confident keeps coming up. And as much as that is such a lovely thing to receive, and I really appreciate all those compliments, I wanted to maybe set the record straight a bit and have a bit of a chat about the personas that we put across on social media and how that might look very different in reality. I would not describe myself as a confident person. It might look that way on the surface. If you follow me on FetLife, you'll see lots of photos of me smiling and being happy and all dressed up and looking pretty. And what I want you guys to know is the part you don't see is the 30 or 50 photos that I've also taken and then criticized and deleted, never to be seen again. What you're seeing is a very intentionally curated feed. I thought a really good place to start this episode would be to first have a bit of a chat about FetLife being another form of social media. I think it's easy to forget that FetLife is basically just like Facebook. I think its tagline is literally Facebook for kinksters or something like that. And I think because most of us who find FetLife, we're so bloody grateful for it that we've found this community where we feel really accepted and we can be ourselves. We can express this part of ourselves that we've had to keep hidden for a long time. I think that makes us see FetLife as something quite different to Facebook and Instagram, for example. Now, I'm not going to dedicate this episode to just talking about how bad social media is because I feel like we've all heard that before and it's not going anywhere And it's also really good for us in a lot of ways too. I love it. I love using FetLife and I'm not about to stop using it. So that's not what I'm trying to do here today. What I want to do is maybe go through a couple of the common pitfalls that people fall into, including myself, um, and then maybe have a chat about how we can make FetLife a more positive experience for us, just to make sure that it's not contributing to that negative self-talk or making us feel not good enough or like our lives aren't as exciting as other people's, all of those things that can put us in a pretty bad headspace. FetLife should be about celebrating yourself, expressing yourself, finding your community, all these really positive things. In preparation for this episode, I actually did a fair bit of reading on some of the effects of social media on our self-esteem, for example, just to understand what those mechanics are a little bit better and and have a think of how we can make this more of a positive experience for everyone. And in my reading, I found three really common issues that came up. The first one is what they call upward comparison. 
which is uh, when we compare ourselves to other people who seem to be doing better than us. The next really common issue is FOMO, so fear of missing out. This one I can really relate to. It's it's when you constantly see a feed of other people living awesome, exciting, kinky lives and you look back at your own life and think, I, I want that. Why am I not getting that? I've fallen into this one a lot recently. I've noticed I follow a lot of people who do shibari, so the, the rope tying stuff, um, and they're excellent at it and they're doing all these amazing suspensions and it just looks so freaking cool. And I feel like I haven't really progressed that much in the last 12 months in ropes. And that is like something that disappoints me a bit. I wish that I was at a point that I could be doing suspensions and um, having these really cool experiences that I'm seeing on FetLife. And sometimes that can feel inspiring. So it can, it has made me, given me a bit of a push to say, hey, this is something you really want to do. Why aren't you pursuing that goal? Um, And when it is inspiring like that, that's great. That's what we want. But it's not always that feeling. Sometimes it's that real FOMO feeling of just like, yeah, feeling like other people are having much more exciting, interesting lives than me and and doing better at kink than me. And that doesn't make me feel very good. I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to what I'm saying here. Um, Kink is such an exciting world and it's not always that accessible to us. There are a lot of barriers that get in our way, whether that's self-confidence or safety or finding the right people. It's, it's not always our fault where we are in our kink journey and that can be quite limiting for the experiences that we're able to have. So what we want to do is to be able to celebrate the awesome experiences that we do have um, while being inspired to set goals and, and be more adventurous where we feel comfortable to. But we don't want to be in this place of FOMO. Number three on my list is the low self-esteem cycle. And this one particularly was a bit soul-crushing because anyway, I'll just explain it first. So what the research has found is that people with low self-esteem are usually more drawn to social media. And the reason for that is because they feel more safe. When we're on social media, we have a chance to really think about what we want to say. We can self-edit and be very intentional about the way we come across to people. So if you're someone who struggles with social anxiety, this can feel like a much more comfortable way to be social because, you know, when we're, when we're meeting people face to face, we can't, we don't have the time to edit ourselves as effectively. Um, we end up saying like making mistakes and we don't have as much control over how we're coming across in real life, which ultimately makes us come across a lot more real, but that can feel really scary. So they found that people who have low self, low self-esteem are, more attracted to using social media more often but where that kind of gets shitty is we know that social media actually tends to have a pretty negative effect on self-esteem so that becomes a really vicious cycle so if you've already got issues with your self-esteem and then you're spending a lot of time on social media where you're seeing other people's highlight reel you're seeing all these highly curated, edited photos and everyone seems to be doing better than you and having more fun than you, that is then reinforcing those thoughts of I'm not good enough, which makes you want to retreat even more and avoid those face-to-face encounters and become even more reliant on social media, which then just continues this cycle. 
I don't know if any of you listening can relate to this, but I certainly can. I know when I'm having a particularly hard time, if my self-esteem is pretty low, I will, I, I don't want to go out and see people. It's exhausting to be around people. I, I, my social anxiety gets worse and I just want to use social media as my way of interacting with the world. Now we've just isolated three main issues with social media. Let's have a chat about what we can do about it. How can we make this a more positive experience for ourselves rather than a negative one? Now, it'd be really easy for me to give this advice of, well, we just all need to post more real photos. You know, we need to add some balance to this instead of just posting the highlights. Can we post stuff that's a little bit more realistic where we don't look super amazing in our photos? But to be honest with you, like if, if I gave you that advice, I'd be a massive hypocrite because we don't want to share that stuff. We want to share ourselves at our best. And when I think about this, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I actually think it's really good for us to see a photo of ourselves and think, damn, I look hot in that. I want to post that. I want to share that. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel sexy to be able to share that and and receive a bunch of likes and comments telling me how hot I am. Like, who doesn't love that? Especially if you don't have a lot of body confidence or self-esteem. This can be a really positive thing to do. Any moment where we feel confident enough to share a photo of ourselves online, I think is a wonderful moment for our self-esteem. So let's not take that away from us. But if that's not the answer then what is, what can we do differently? And I thought a lot about this. And I think when I'm reflecting on my process of posting photos to FetLife, I don't know what yours looks like or if you even post to FetLife, but for me, my process is very much about, all right, I want to take some photos for FetLife. I get all dressed up, put my makeup on. I might have some new lingerie or something. And then I take, as I said before, like, I don't know, 50 photos, 100 photos. I I don't know. Depends on the day. I take a lot of photos and that can be really fun. I really enjoy doing that. I'm quite a creative person and that feels creative. But then the next stage is to lay on the bed and, and swipe through my 100 photos, say. And the first thing I do is be horrified because most of them don't look that good. <laughs> And I delete all of those immediately. Um, and then I, it's like this process of elimination by looking for all my flaws. I'm like, no, I don't like the way my, like, I've got a weird expression on my face in this photo. Nope. Delete that. Oh, my, I've got that, like, you know, the fat arm thing you get going on when you like your arms really close to your body and it like flattens it out. I don't know if I'm sure the girls listening to this at least will know what I'm talking about. So I've got a fat arm in this photo. All right, delete. And it it's this part of the process that I don't think is very good for anyone. So maybe this is where we could make some changes. Instead of going through your photos and looking for all your flaws, what if we could approach that with this attitude of looking for the beauty, trying to see the beauty in those photos? Because when we're looking for flaws, that's what we're going to see. We're training our eyes to see those flaws. And that doesn't make us feel very good about ourselves. 
But if we could try and train ourselves to see the beauty and the attractiveness instead, we're going to see more of that. And then maybe we might start to post things that are like, maybe not perfect. Maybe I don't love the that particular angle of my face in that photo, but I really love the expression that's on my face or I really love the moment that it represents. I, it was such a fun moment that I was having and I want to share that on FetLife, even if it is a little bit less than perfect. I think if we could do that, that's maybe how we get more real. Does that make sense? So I'm not saying to post bad photos of yourself or unflattering photos. I'm just trying to encourage us all to be a little bit less self-critical so that we can share more of ourselves. Just the other day, Slade and I did a kinky photo shoot, which was super fun. We'd never done anything like that before. Um, I'm a massive photo whore, so I knew I, I would love having photos taken of me. But I do really dread getting the photos back. It's like, oh, God, what if they're all awful? Um, and of course that wasn't the case. They were, the photographer did an amazing job, but inevitably there were photos that I got back that I didn't love because I immediately was like, Oh, I don't like the way I look in that photo. And then I would show it to Slade and he'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. You look friggin' stunning in that photo. You, he calls it my, my girl filter. <laughs> it's been so hypercritical of my appearance. So that's the thing that I want to be a little bit more brave to get past and be more comfortable sharing photos that I know are ultimately really good, but I'm just being super critical of them. I feel like I've been banging on about this point for a while because it's, it's really hard to articulate what I mean. I guess the main point is that I feel like this is a small change that we can make to be a little bit more kind to ourselves, a little bit less critical which will allow us to share more of ourselves and that will ultimately lead to a slightly more real representation of us on social media. Does that, does that make sense? All right, I'm going to leave it at that and move on. Um, I am so sorry if there is a bunch of birds in the background. I'm recording this at like four o'clock in the afternoon. So there's just all these birds outside my window and they like to get quite chatty at this time of day, um, but I didn't get a chance to record this one in the morning. So yeah, if there's some background noise, I do apologize if that's distracting. Anyway, the next point that I want to make in um, how we can be a bit more proactive about our social media experience, specifically FetLife, um, this point relates to a story I heard a couple of weeks ago when I was at the meetup for the erotic ball. I met a wonderful woman that night and she was telling me this story of how she almost deleted her FetLife profile. She was really not enjoying the experience. She was receiving a lot of comments from or a lot of direct messages from men telling her what they wanted to do to her, even though in her profile she explicitly said that she was partnered and she wasn't interested in playing with anybody else. Um she was getting a lot of these types of comments and that was making her feel really uncomfortable and not enjoy using the platform. So she almost deleted her profile. But just before she did that, her partner suggested that she go and follow a bunch of profiles that inspire her. And that's what she did. For, for her, it was profiles of strong, empowering women in kink 
and she followed a bunch of their profiles and her feed transformed into content that was positive and inspiring and made her feel good about using FetLife and made her feel good about herself and her journey in this space. And I love this story because it's such a simple thing you can do to completely change your experience. We Unfortunately, we can't control the kind of messages that we receive, but we can, to some extent, have some control over what content we see in our feed. And I think being really intentional about who you follow on FetLife, following profiles that inspire you, following profiles that make you feel good about yourself and your journey, and not following profiles that you're going to be constantly comparing yourself to and that make you feel bad about yourself, being more intentional about who you follow can really make a huge difference as to what you get out of the platform and how that platform makes you feel. I think ultimately FetLife has a lot of positives and there's a lot of really good reasons that we use it. You know, it connects us to our community, especially if you live somewhere like out, outside of a capital city. I live in a regional city. There's not a lot of kinky people around and you can feel quite isolated and lonely. And FetLife is one way that we can feel closer to this community and, and be exposed to things that are out there, things, experiences that we can have. We can learn so much about ourselves by having access to this world and all this information. All of these things are really positive about FetLife, but I don't think it is a good substitute for that face-to-face interaction. I know that's not possible for all of us, especially with issues with privacy and where you live or um, going to things like munches and private events can be really challenging. But if you do have that open to you, I strongly encourage you to get out there and and give it a go. This is coming from someone who has a lot of social anxiety, okay? Um, I might sound super confident hiding behind my microphone here, but... In reality, I'm a total chicken when it comes to going out in public and and being in amongst people. So I know what it's like. I know how scary that can be. But at the end of the day, as great as FetLife is, we're never going to get a representation of reality. I mean, even when we're interacting with people face to face, we are all masking to some degree. You're never really seeing completely behind the curtain there. But it's a whole lot harder to edit yourself in person than it is to edit yourself on social media. Does that make sense? If you want access to real people and understanding other people's journeys and that you're not alone in this world, then you need to make those real connections. I want to make one final point about confidence before I finish up this episode. So... I, I, I mentioned at the start in the intro that I'd been recently receiving a lot of lovely compliments on my photos of people saying how confident I looked. And as much as that's a compliment and I love the intention behind it, I think this word confidence really doesn't do our journey justice because it assumes when, when we say people are confident, we're assuming that they are They feel really good about themselves and their ability. I think a much better word to use is courageous because courageous acknowledges that we all have struggles. We have fears and anxieties and triggers and 
journeys. And when we're courageous, we're experiencing all these things, but we're showing up anyway. We're deciding to be the person we want to be and put ourselves out there despite all of those challenges. I think the word courageous really reflects that better. All right, so before I hit stop on this recording, I wanted to end this episode with just a little bit of positive content. Um, This is something, a a writing that I came across on FetLife, which I think after all the negativity I just talked about, this really reminded me of how positive our social media experience can be. So this is a writing I read by a FetLifer called Mr. Hieronymus, and I got his permission to share this, of course. Um, So Mr. Hieronymus wrote, um, and this is in quotation marks, I'm not into BDSM, it's disgusting, end quotation marks. It's interesting to reflect on how some of my past partners, and at times even myself, had this mindset. I now understand that everyone lies somewhere on the DOM switch subcontinuum, whether they know it and acknowledge it or not. As uninterested as these past partners were in specifically talking about BDSM or any kinks, they would always react positively to spanking, choking, unexpected sex, etc. Quote, but that's not BDSM, that's just something I like, end quote. I'm guessing the media and general social norms are responsible for this. And they have definitely changed for the better throughout my life. This website is a perfect example of this. Most media portrays BDSM as something inherently bad or to be avoided, something immoral and even something damaging. While I'm not saying it can't be those things, it definitely isn't inherently that way. In and of itself, it's actually the opposite in that it's honest, freeing, and even healing when done with full informed consent, communication, trust, and care. Yes, there are bad actors that bring a bad name to it, and by its very nature, somewhat assist them in hiding their bad actions by exploiting the lack of knowledge and experience that so many of us have. That's why those qualities I mentioned are so important. Informed consent, communication, trust, care, and us, the individuals that make up this community, are what have worked to change these perceptions for the better. I'm not trying to claim that I know how all this works or that I'm some kind of expert. Quite the opposite. In fact, I feel rather reborn recently, having only recently started to feel like I actually somewhat understand and own this side of me. As it seems to be with self-discovery, I had thought I knew this part of me, but it was really just theoretical. And now I'm beginning to know this experientially. I'm feeling more and more like myself every day. I absolutely love this piece of writing and I agree with it wholeheartedly. Kink and BDSM doesn't get fairly represented in the media and there are a lot of misconceptions about it. And that makes platforms like FetLife all the more important for us to discover this world in a way that isn't biased, in a way that is representing what it is fairly. So... I encourage all of you listening to please use this platform in a way that feels positive and constructive for you. Share your journeys. Be open. Let's not be in competition with each other. We've all got the right to be here. We're all kinky. We all have that in common. So let's make this community as supportive as possible. 
All right. I think I might leave it there today. I hope that you found this episode helpful. Um, as always, if you've got any comments or questions for me, please let me know. You can reach out to me on FetLife or through the Harley Rabbit website. Till next time, friends, play safe, have fun, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Into it. Thanks for listening to Turns Out I'm Into It. If you've enjoyed this episode, please remember to hit subscribe and leave a rating and review. This will help other people just like you to find this podcast. If you have any comments or questions, you can reach out to me on FetLife or through the Harley Rabbit website. My name on Fet is Harley Rabbit, or one word, or you can message me direct through the website. Go to harleyrabbit.com forward slash podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. I will be back soon with another episode exploring the wonderful world of kink.